Hey guys, do you need a new bath mat? Or a shower curtain? Or maybe even a bedspread? And ideally, would you like those things to have our faces printed all over them? It's a rhetorical question. I know that the answer is yes. A resounding yes. Head over to ron-iii-art.redbubble.com so that you can start adorning your house with WT Fata merchandise today. I, uh, I survived the plane crash, <clears throat> which, you know, is good news, I guess. And I have no idea where I am. And I've been walking around for, I've been walking around for, uh, you know, considerable amount of time. <sighs> John! John! Hello. 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 John. John. Johnny. John. John. Walking around a jungle. John. Hello, John. Johnny. Hello. Hello. I don't know where he is. Oh, God. I have a small bag of pretzels from the plane. I don't think I've ever been this nervous before in my life. I guess the reason I'm recording this is because I, uh, well, at this point, I, uh, I don't think I'm going to make it. I'm very hungry. Uh, found a stream a little while ago, but the water had bugs in it. I mean, I'm thirsty, but I don't think I could drink water that had bugs in it. I started thinking about the fish that eat the bugs. And I started thinking about how the fish pee and poop in it. And I really didn't want it. Can't find John. Ha <laughs>
Two goddamn weeks. There's nothing here but a bunch of banyan trees. All the bugs have lots of legs. I hate it here. My feet are so damp. My legs hurt. I'm dehydrated because all the water has bugs in it. John! John! Pretzels are stale. I just heard something. I just heard something. Wait, what? Is that him? I think I... John? I see him. Oh my god, John! I I can't believe it's you. I've been wandering, wandering around in the jungle here. I didn't even know... I didn't know if I was ever going to see you again. i just been over there the whole time. Wait, behind the tree? Behind the tree. I was pooping. Oh. For two weeks? Two weeks. You know, a lot of poop builds up from uh, getting the, the shit scared out of you from a, oh. from a plane crash. All right. Well, I mean, I'm glad that you're here, man. I was like, I thought I was going to die and stuff and like alone. And now it turns out that you're here and I have stale airline peanut uh, pretzels. Um, and you can have some if you want, but I, uh, but they're mostly for me. Um, but you can't spare like two. I just emptied out my stomach. I, I'm going to need something. I understand, but also these ones were mine. And you ate yours on the plane. Well, that was before I knew we were going to crash on a deserted island. Yeah, but you should have, you should have like rationed out your resources better, you know? You should have planned for any inevitability. That doesn't sound typical. Do you have water? Maybe, maybe not. Okay, because I found a stream, but all the water there had bugs in it, and I, I didn't want to drink it. Probably a good idea. I'm glad no, that you're no fresh alive. water. I don't have I don't have a stash of um, water hidden anywhere and find anything. Do you have a, any rum and cokes? Oh, those are mine. I'm not gonna lie to you. That's all mine. Can I I'll keep give your pretzels? You... I was going to say I can give you a pretzel if I, I could get a rum and coke. I'll give you a pretzel. That's a not pretzel. a fair trade. That's Any little more than that. <laughs> that's the best you're going to get right now. Listen, depending on how, how long we're stuck here, I might get a little lonely. So I'll, I'll front you the rum and coke, but you're going to owe me down the line. Yeah. Okay, cool. Thank you. Also, I know that's probably weird that I'm recording, but I honestly was just kind of like giving my last will and testament because I thought I was going to die. And I mean, I might still die and everything, but I figured that, you know, I, I just wanted to record it and everything and say bye to all of our fans in Ireland. And uh, yeah, so that's what I've been doing. Do you want to say anything to anybody or? Um. Middle fingers in the air. Fuck y'all. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm glad that you're, you're, that you're keeping your sense of humor during these trying times. Always.
<laughs> what, you think chaos is new to me? You think this feeling of hopelessness is new? Because it ain't. I thrive in this shit. Got the crazy eyes going. I think that you could save us. You might be able to save us all. If Maybe. you don't starve to death first. <laughs> I am not the savior. Trust oh. me. These pretzels you know, are stale, but they are nutritious. I'm going to pick some fruit. Climb a tree, grab an apple or something. No, don't, don't go. Hang on. Because, no, I was thinking, like, I don't know how long we've been gone or whatever, but we only pre-recorded, like, 20 episodes of WT Fada. You know? So what I'm thinking is, like, we're here now, and we're, you know, recording anyways. I don't know how much life my phone's going to have, so I'm like, maybe we should, like, record some episodes, like, right now. No, it's not a bad idea. What else are we going to do? Yeah. Build a shelter, gather food. Well, there are things that are more important than that. Build, like, a, make an SOS out of rocks. Yeah, but, like podcasting maybe make friends with the smoke monster that was mysteriously here when we felt like i don't know you saw wait what did you see hey, you know what let's just why don't we do this forget about what i said we'll get back okay. to that also i gotta i just wanted to say that uh two weeks of walking around this place just with stale pretzels i'm looking slimmer than ever but i can't actually i can't actually uh tell exactly how much weight I've lost because the last scale I stepped on was attached to an iguana. <laughs> yeah? What'd you get for a reading there? Reptile screams. Sounds accurate. <laughs> I got the same thing. <laughs> Typically, my weight is just like human screams. Like when I step on it, I'm like, ah, fuck. <laughs> so, like, reptile screams. You've gone down. Lower decibels, man. That's good. You know what this reminds me of? Like, the whole, like, you know, we're, we're not sure if we're going to survive or if, like, one more second of this might actually just kill our souls or. You know, and 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 we're tired of it. And we just want it to stop. It kind of reminds me of a TV show. Yeah, which one? How I Met Your Mother. Huh. Both right. of them. We should do an episode on Lost. Yeah, let's do that. That's fitting. You know, oh, I, and you know, we don't have to like socially distance either because I don't think coronavirus is is on the island. It's weird. Yeah, unless we carried it with us to here, but then we would have already infected ourselves. Well, well I didn't want to tell you, but I, I tested positive before um, before getting on the plane. But I didn't want to ruin our trip. I had to hide it, so... But, but I feel great. The, but we got on the plane two weeks ago. These pretzels taste like nothing. Two weeks, man. I feel great. From the minute we landed... Is it hot out here? Is it really fucking hot out here? Is that just me? I think it's just you. I don't think you're, I don't think you're doing too well. 
Do I look all right? I didn't want to say anything, but no. <laughs> well, we should throw to commercial, and then when we come back, we'll talk about Lost Season 2. Sounds good to me. While well, I'm still alive. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Here we go. Bye. Bye. So wait a minute, John. Uh, I think like the dehydration's getting to me or something a little bit. But wait, uh, what what the fuck? What the fuck are we talking about again? Dude, you literally just said it two minutes ago. We're gonna talk about Lost season two since we're out here in the jungle. Oh yeah, I remember that show. That's the one with the guys that are in prison, and the brother has the schematics drawn all over him and tattoos and stuff, and then they get out. Yeah, 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 That that's it. Um, let, let me take the lead on this one. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Man, it must be this island. I just drew a blank. I'm like, wait a second. I was about to stop talking about Prison Break. You ever seen Prison Break? I, I've, seen it. I've seen it once. Anyway. Lost season two. Lost yep. season two starts out with the intro to my one of my favorite characters in the show, Mr. Desmond. Is it Hume? Hume. Desmond Hume. Yes. Mm. Yeah. He's got the mamas and the papas singing. Yeah. Not like not like his literal parents, but <laughs> like the band. It's a great yeah. song. I down. I have that song. It's downloaded. I downloaded it years ago when we first first started watching Lost. It's a, it's a great song and it's a great uh, it's such a disorienting moment like when I remember the first time I saw the first episode of Lost Season 2 I actually was panicking because I thought I was on the wrong station. Like I had tuned in I was all excited. I was like I can't wait to start the second season of Lost and then it starts, and I'm like, this doesn't seem like lost at all. Mm-hmm. And I was like, holy shit, am I on the wrong thing? Like, why am I? I'm on ABC. Am I supposed to be on NBC? Where did this? Where is this show? You know? And I like flipped away from it. And then I was like, no, it's definitely an ABC show. And I went back, and I checked the guide because it had like the pop up Comcast guide. I checked the guide and it said I was watching Lost, and I was like, okay. So I'm like standing there, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And then finally they do the reveal where like you hear the sound of the explosion at the top of the hatch and you know, the music cuts out and like all of a sudden like kind of like the traditional lost music starts to like overtake the scene. And then they do that reveal where like you go up the shaft and you're looking at John and Jack looking down, like basically where you left off in the end of season one. And I was like, that was fucking classy. Like this is a good way to do that reveal. Lost is so damn good at that. Of just like throwing a scene at you where you're like, Am I even watching the same show right now? Yeah. And then whether it's the very next scene or it's like four seasons later, they're like, That's how this connects and you're like, Yeah. Oh shit. It's fucking great. Yeah, we immediately they're looking down the ladder. I'm assuming the blast destroyed the ladder. Uh yeah, I guess exactly. I guess that prob- probably could be. Yeah, because the first time we see it broken, 
it's a little bit unclear because the first time we see it broken is after the explosion already goes off. Mm-hmm. We don't see it before then is when we look in the hole, when we look in the porthole of the hatch, you can't really see anything except darkness or blinding light. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, maybe that might make sense. I always wondered about that ladder, like what had happened to it, but mm-hmm. the explosion kind of, kind of would work. Yeah. I'll buy it. <clears throat> um, yeah, what do you think of like Lost season two as a whole? Well, this is where it starts to get real funky, and this is—I think we talked about this in the last episode—was they're on an island, and it's all like survival, survival, survival. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's other weird things going on, but and then you got this hatch. We go inside, and there's computers, there's electricity, there's food. And it just kind of opens up like a whole nother world on this island here. A lot of people kind of fell off from that, from from what I hear. They didn't like that. They like the whole I'm out in the jungle trying to survive aspect of it. And now that this this dude taking a shower and all of a sudden they're turned off. But I was all for it. I loved Lost all the way through. So I'm going yeah. to every season. I'm just going to be like, I loved it. <laughs> yeah. I um. There's something funny about this one, and I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to. Like, I was trying to put my my finger on it while I was rewatching this, and I honestly, I I'm having a little bit of trouble. It's like there are elements of it that I really like, where you're deepening the uh, you're deepening the lore that we've established, right? So we're seeing like more of what Jack's wife was like through flashbacks, more of what Kate's wife was like through flashbacks, right? And I feel like I feel like all of that stuff and like the deepening character relationships is really good. Hmm. Um but I don't I don't like the there's a sense of almost like they're like spoon feeding you a little bit at this point in the show where like how many times are we going to go over like the events leading up to them going down into the hatch going down into the swan station like we see it like three or four times no joke like just from different people's perspectives and it's like you really don't need all of that in order Mm -hmm. to understand what's going on and they do a lot of that throughout this season where they're using the same events uh like in two different narratives but they're not they're almost using the exact same footage so they did it they even did it with uh like in the episode 23 minutes that was the michael episode they used footage from the hunting party that's not edited in any way different like it's the same shit that we've already seen mm-hmm. um, and they just do it so much that it felt almost like it like was cheapening the show where it was like oh we didn't we we are padding our runtime so we don't have to spend extra money. We're just going to use footage that we shot before. Um, mm-hmm. And I, that bothered me throughout this season. They do it a lot. And sometimes when they overlap things, it's really cool. Um, but a lot of times those overlappings, like where you, you know, go back to the day that they all get on the plane in Sydney and like you see things from different perspectives, but it's like very clear that they've reshot that scene. They reset it and they, you know, added things to it that weren't there originally. And that, that feels like really cool. 
if you just are using the exact same footage, it kind of bothers me. And they do it a lot in season two of Lost. Yeah, you know, now that you say that's something um, never really stood out to me, but I can see why that'd be annoying. Well, I, I'm all compelled by the beginning of it where you're like, all right, we're in the hatch. We're like figuring out who this guy is, Desmond. And, you know, we're figuring out what the hatch is and everything like, oh, man, I can't wait to get started. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. And then they just keep fucking rewinding the tape and being mm-hmm. like, yeah, but let's see it like from Jack's perspective. And it's like, I don't fucking care. Like, I, I, I understand what happened. Can we just move forward? Like, it just mm-hmm. felt like we were just on a loop and it would not stop. And part of it is like almost like a uh, wow that could be like a really interesting narrative device that they're doing because they're creating this sense of like oh my god the fucking repetition the repetition the repetition and it's like having to press the button every 108 minutes uh so it's like almost that like groundhog day feeling but if that's mm-hmm. what they were going for like i feel like i'm stretching to to make that a a, a thing you know so yeah i don't think it's intentional i think that they just were doing it and uh I don't know. It just—it's such a fast-paced show, and so much shit happens that to waste time going backwards uh, in that way and just showing you the same stuff over and over again—it's like no, don't do it. Um, but yeah, like, what did you think of the contents of the hatch? Like, it was—it was such a huge mystery in the first season, uh, and you know, I didn't know what was going to be down there. I think it definitely fell far to the left of what i was imagining mm-hmm. uh, what what did you think did you have a, a theory going into it no well i'm with you on that one i figured it would have been some old maybe an old type of bunker or something old deserted you know nothing like it was nothing mm-hmm. one that still worked um i didn't know what was lurking down there mm-hmm. i didn't really have a theory i really didn't know what to expect i mean it's just yeah. a random ass bunker in the middle of the jungle i figured there might be some like old can of beans or some shit Hmm. definitely not a living human yeah yeah that was surprising that That was strange um i think i i had a couple of things that were going through my head one was like okay this island is obviously very strange and it's filled with lots of like wonderment you know and i was like this definitely feels like we're going to like a lot of people talk about how like they got turned off by it being a science fiction type show and mm-hmm. it's like dude the first episode there's some gigantic fucking monster stomping around the jungle it's like yeah like that isn't something that's real so yes we're gonna go into that <laughs> realm like th- of course um so i kind of thought that like what if the islands like i was one of the people early on that was like what if the island's a spaceship you know, what if this is how you get into the spaceship and, like, this island, like, just formed on top of a spaceship that, like, crash-landed or something. So I was like, I had that going through my head. And then <laughs> this was before I knew anything about Westworld, um, well before the show took off. Um, but I had never seen the movie at that point either. And that was the other thing that I was kind of thinking was, I wonder if, like, you go into the hatch and there's... Like, like it's a control center for the island, and that like there are people down there, like like almost like NASA, like running the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like they kind of like that kind of is where you wind up, but not not quite the way that I imagined it. You know, like 
in this version of things, their their NASA type organization is the Dharma Initiative, and the Dharma mm-hmm. Initiative is all but extinct at the time that this show was taking place. Um, <coughs> I almost thought like I, I was imagining it being like the Truman Show, set up in that way. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I thought it would. Which be I'm glad it didn't. I'm glad it didn't go that way. Yeah. I'm happy it, with the result. <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like it would have been a little bit of a. Um, it would have. It would be hard to do that show with the Truman Show having existed. Mm-hmm. You know, like it. Uh, the Truman Show already hit all the beats that you would expect to, and then if you were trying to do that on a show, it would be like arduous could you be watching and be like okay like we fucking get it it's a show blah 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 you know um mm-hmm. so yeah I, I think i'm glad that they didn't do that too um but yeah desmond is a <coughs> kind of an interesting character if he's one of your favorites you want to give us a rundown on who's in the hatch yeah well spoiler alert it's desmond <laughs> desmond <laughs> yeah and uh you know, this season, it it touches on <coughs> not how we got there, right? But the fact that he's there and he's with somebody else from one of the other flashbacks. And it's, man, the season just does such a fucking good job about connecting people like this. And, I mean, the whole series does. But it's just watching it through again, it just amazes me. Yeah. Um, yeah, we don't had- get like the full backstory on Desmond until the finale mm-hmm. where we learn more about his like race around the world and um, how he got to the island um, and meeting uh, through flashbacks one of the members of the Dharma Initiative uh, Kelvin Inman mm-hmm. who's played by Mr. Krabs of Spongebob Squarepants fame which is oh cool. no shit yeah <laughs> that's Mr. I didn't Krabs. know that yeah um, that explains a lot yeah, so <laughs> Desmond is uh, Desmond's an interesting guy. Uh, Scottish uh, was, I mean, we don't find out everything about like this show is all about like the slow reveals of characters and stuff. So I don't think we understand the full extent of who he was. But like he's kind of somebody that's like done a bunch of different shit, you know, because mm-hmm. he was military and then also was like a monk. For a time, really weird. It's a strange backstory for him. Yeah. Uh, this this season introduces like a bunch of new characters uh, because we also find out that the tail section, uh, the tail section of the plane, landed in the water adjacent to the island, and that this, there were survivors there too. There were twenty three in total at the start. Hmm. Uh, some great characters in there too. Um, Mr. Echo and Anna Lucia stand out. Um, it's pretty compelling. There's Libby as well, and Libby's okay, but she gets more interesting with time. You know, you find out things about how she's connected to everyone. Mm-hmm. Like, All right, cool. <clears throat> um, did you? So when we watched Lost when we were younger. What was your opinion of Anna Lucia? Mm, I don't know. I didn't really trust her. She was kind of brash. Yeah. I felt like she knew more than she let off. Yeah. 
and she was very like this is what we got to do this and that and I'm like she's yeah. like she's trying to create uh division yeah amongst the survivors here yeah she was very uh like a totalitarian force you know mm. like it's my way or the highway and all of this shit and mm-hmm. uh i remember really not liking her when i watched it the first time but i also looking back on her now i, I feel maybe a little bit more sympathy to her just because you know that's the beauty of this show is like you look at these people that are like you meet them like you're surviving a plane crash you know what i mean like you meet them face to face and you're like okay this is what they're like on the island and then the beauty of the show is these flashbacks that allow you to like understand where they're coming from why they are the way they are and then helps you feel more sympathetic towards them Mm -hmm. um so yeah, Anna Lucy is one of those cases where I kind of look at her and I'm like, Jesus Christ, like she's so like aggressive, you know, <clears throat> and uh, finding out sort of where she came from and what her background is. She was a cop. Um, she was actually pregnant when uh, a suspect shot her and killed the, the child seriously wounded her and then you find out that she actually like she lies when they bring the guy in says that's not him and basically sets it up so that she can go after him and kill him you know herself Mm -hmm. Uh, which is pretty intense pretty interesting background for her to have Mm -hmm. also in that episode i just want to say that the guy that she that did the crime and that she kills uh first of all <clears throat> dude does not look like like a criminal and doesn't really act like a criminal like he just has this like aloofish like cw-esque this is what a bad guy looks like thing going on <laughs> i didn't like it and then it's worse when she shoots him and he just kind of like like slumps backwards and falls on the ground. It, it was very unrealistic. And I'm calling that guy out as like, you were the worst actor in lost season two. So, <laughs> fuck you guy. <laughs> Do you know who that was? No His name. No. Yeah. We're going to blacklist him though. Yeah. Let's figure that out so that we can just fuck it. I hated him. I was watching that performance and I was like, they should have cast anyone else. Anyone. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Anna Lucia Cortez. Which bonus points. So uh, lost is. Uh, lost is full of like little. Uh, you know, names matter. You know, so Cortez, I believe, is the name of a conqueror. Mm-hmm. So that kind of cues you into her uh, personality. Um. <clears throat> Man, it's hard to find this stuff on the fly. Yeah, I know, right? Just says she. Aaron Gold? Aaron Gold? Yeah. 
Yeah, Jason McCormick. That's him. Uh, yeah, I understand why you don't see that guy in anything else. <laughs> Fuck you, Aaron Gold. <laughs> yeah, man, yeah. I don't know. I, Aaron uh, Gold. I was not impressed by that uh, performance at all. Well, he was in 2016's Surfers and Cowboys. <clears throat> That's I mean, actually excellent. <clears throat> that's an excellent movie. <laughs> is it really? No. Is that like, like that's all right? Okay. I wasn't I sure no if idea. you've actually seen it and you were like, oh, that's actually a really good movie. No. No. This I feel bad now. I'm like picking on this guy that hasn't had much career success. But it's his own fault. He did it to himself, guys. He was in Lost in 2005, and then his filmography doesn't have a blip on the radar until 2016 in Surfers and Cowboys, where he plays himself. I mean, one one you you were on screen for all of like three minutes of that one Lost episode, and then you didn't get work for 11 years. Do you understand? Do you understand? And then he plays himself. <sighs> Stick to your surfboard. Just stay on the surfboard. Um. Yeah, I don't but know. He, I he could he, say he was on that that show. I'd yeah. go on Lost for three minutes and completely suck just to say I was on the show. I guess so. I try to be like kind of good. I mean, a <laughs> lot of these people are so. All all of these actors are so fucking talented, and uh, you know, seeing like seeing them work, it's just incredible. Like they're so powerful, and like they really. They really hit you. Uh, they hit all the all the beats, you know. They really like uh, make you feel shit, you know, more than the other shows. It's weird. It's like a perfect. It's all the mixture. It's like the acting, the writing, the directing, the music, everything, mm-hmm. all goes together and just makes you like, holy shit. I uh, talking about like the tail section survivors. Like, you know, we'll talk a little bit about Mister Echo too. I feel like that's important, but. Um, Dude, the reveal of Bernard. Actually, hang on. Before we go to Bernard, I do want to bring up one thing. There's not a lot of modern music on Lost, right? Um, However, that Anna Lucia episode has, when they cut to her at the bar waiting for the dude to leave so she can shoot him, Mm -hmm. they're playing a song by Stained, which is a Massachusetts-based band. Shout out to Massachusetts. Um, but it's called, um, was it called outside? Yeah. Um, so that song, I have a weird theory about, okay. And you might think I'm crazy, but, uh, so this is gonna, this is gonna spiral out. We see the monster a couple of times this season, but uh, you don't really get too much of an inkling about him, but it, there is something that I feel like we should bring this up, okay? So, outside the lyrics of uh, of the chorus are, I'm on the outside, I'm looking in, I can see through you, see your true colors, because inside you're ugly, you're ugly like me, I can see through you, see to the real you, okay? And... <clears throat> At a certain point in this season, during the 23rd Psalm, it's actually uh, one of Mr. Echo's episodes, we see the monster, like, in full form. 
And up until this point, I don't know if you felt the same, but the finale of Lost, like the first season, we see the smoke, but I don't think you get a real sense of its form. It's mm-hmm. just like, oh, it's a cloud of smoke. This is the first time that you actually see it as like a a long like streak of smoke. And then it's looking at Echo and it turns and goes back the other direction. You get the sense of it being like a long creature, right? Um, so this is the first time, I don't know about you, but I, at, I always, I kind of in the first season, I thought the smoke might have been part of the monster, but not the whole thing. And then this is like the 23rd Psalm was the first time that I was like, oh, the entire monster is smoke. Like, that's the entire form of it. Do you have that, too? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't think that was, this, I never thought really the smoke was a part of it, because I didn't know what it was. Right. Um, but I thought you were going to say it, it was Aaron, it's Aaron Lewis, the, the smoke monster. Yes, <laughs> it is. Yeah. It is Aaron yeah. Lewis. No, <laughs> but it, it was just something that I had thought, like, I had always thought that it couldn't just be smoke, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's just my my mentality. I was like, it must be emitting smoke, and it's like an octopus or something, and it's that. That's right. what it's, and then this is the first, the 23rd Psalm is, there's two things that happen here, and this is why it's going to weed back to why I was talking about Stained. But first thing is that I'm like, holy shit, it's actually all smoke. Weird. Um the other thing is that when it's looking at Mr. Echo, we actually pass through the smoke and inside you can see like this like flashing almost like lightning inside the monster. And in the lightning, you can actually see images from Echo's past. Right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then it leaves. It, like it's so so this is the first time we actually see the smoke monster do what it does. And what it does is it scans people and it, it basically is able to understand where you've been, what you've done, all the worst things about you, all, all your, all your badness. Right. So I think that that stained song is actually really important in terms of understanding the monster. Like, he, you know, he's on the outside looking in, can see through you, see your true colors. Inside, you're ugly, ugly like me, mm. because the smoke monster isn't just some ethereal smoke monster. We're actually going to find out that it's uh, it's a little bit more complicated than that. By the time we get to the end of the show, we're going to find out that the smoke monster is actually quite an ugly thing. I won't, uh-huh. I won't say what, just yet. But I felt like that was super interesting to me, like looking back on the show and realizing that like, oh, that stained song is basically like from the perspective of the smoke monster. Yeah. 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 Cause I know we talked a lot about the smoke monster before and how it kind of like, it scans people almost. Yeah. And it just gets an idea of, of it's and people's past and, and who they are. And I, it makes some, some type of analysis there and, and determines what to do. Yeah, you know it's 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 weird on who it picks to just straight up murder and who it just kind of like spares, right? For the time being, anyway. Timing yeah. too is a thing with it. Yeah. Well, this is the first. So so there's a there's a there's another aspect to that too. This is the first season. I don't know if you you caught it, but 
during this season, there are so many different uses of the, the word candidate. It happens over and over. Like, he's not a good candidate for surgery, or uh, we need you to, like, what they, I think they referred to some of the people that the, uh, that the, the others took from the tail section. I think they referred to them as candidates or something. So mm -hmm. candidates is a word that's going to come back in the final season of the show. Um, so yeah. it's just interesting that like at the same time we're learning about how the smoke monster works and what it does. We're also talking about candidates and candidates, like what we're going to find out in the sixth season, candidates are kind of like sacred and they can't be hurt. So there's, there's people that the the monster can't actually attack right uh, right based on that so it's kind of just interesting there's a lot of that stuff being built up in the second season and then i feel like i don't remember any of that in the third fourth or fifth and then the sixth season it brings it back and i'm like all those people that say that there wasn't a plan i mean they they knew the general trajectory they were heading in because they're dealing with this stuff so early you know mm -hmm. they, they must have known where they were gonna wind up um, but yeah, I thought, I thought that that was really, so, so talking about like the monster scanning people and learning about their past, right? I think it actually informs the structure of Lost as a television show because we're seeing flashbacks. Well, what if we're actually seeing, remember the monster cruises by the beach that first night and we can hear it like scanning in the jungle. We can hear that mm -hmm. like, chittering scanning sound. What if the monster like went by and you know was scanning everyone on the beach and all of the flashbacks that we're seeing are actually like all the things that the monster saw like oh that's a pretty cool way to look at it yeah like all the flashbacks are actually like what the monster picked up and all the things that the monster knows in order to manipulate people later on down the road maybe we're the monster yeah like we are <laughs> kind of the monster right I don't know. It's just something like I, I don't know if I don't know how much of the stuff is intended. I mean, I, I tend to think that these guys putting the show together were very, very intelligent. So I don't mm -hmm. think the idea of like, oh, we should have like a, a monster that can read your past. And then we should also have a show where half of every episode is a flashback. I, I think that it's not lost on them what they're doing. You know what I mean? I really do feel mm -hmm. like the the structure of the show has everything to do with uh, the the qualities of the villain. You know, yeah. Because make no mistake about it, the villain of this show is de facto the monster. You mm -hmm. know, the smoke monster is going to. I, there's times where you're not really thinking about the show in that context. You're not thinking about who's the hero and who's the villain. You're just thinking about like, here are the people and here are good people and bad people, blah, 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 people in between. You're not really thinking about it that way. Uh, mm -hmm. But that's where we're going to wind up by the time the show ends. It's like, there are heroes and there's a villain, very, mm -hmm. very real, palpable threat of a villain. Um, so yeah, that's my little tangent about the monster. I dig it. Yeah, good shit. You always, you always do that. Even now, even now, all these years later, yeah. you're like, "Hey, this is something really cool I noticed about Lost," and you just go off, and you're like, "Yeah, you know, this, 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 this," and I'm like, "Oh, that's awesome, man! I didn't pick up on any of that, but I'm glad <laughs> that I have you to kind of, you know, watch it through the filter of your eyes." Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm always happy when I can do that. You know, when I, 
you know, I, I go off on like a little bit of a like, huh, I wonder what that means. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh shit, that's what that means. And I get all excited. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely like the idea that the flashbacks are actually like from the point of view of the monsters, like fucking like that's fucking crazy. Like, that's really fucking cool if that's what they were doing. That's so yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that means you could see in the future too. We get our flash forwards. Don't spoil it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah spoiler alert yeah i don't know what the uh i don't know how the flash forwards would factor into that that's like the one that's one point where i'm not sure um or it's like does did the flat are the yeah i don't know i don't know how that would work so much with my theory but at least in the beginning in the early days the flashbacks i'm like i know exactly what that is yeah Yeah. maybe the flash forwards are jacob because jacob is able to see where people like he's able to intercept people while they're out about in their daily life like he gets in the cab that hurley gets into you know so he's able to see the future speaking of spoilers man sorry sorry revealing too much We'll we'll get to Jacob uh, eventually, but let's get back to Bernard. I was really happy with the reveal of Bernard. What did you think of the the reveal uh, of who he is and all that stuff? The reveal of Bernard. <clears throat> well, Rose is um, she's been talking about him like he's dead. You just assume that he's gone. You well, know, she was saying that he was in the tail section, but she, she yeah, she kind of felt like she everybody else thought he was dead. But yeah, I like well, thought, I thought he was too. She thought uh, that he would be back. You know, mm-hmm. he was very like steadfast in her faith about that. But I felt like uh, that scene where you know Rose is, you know, the middle-aged black woman in the uh, the front section of the plane. Mm-hmm. Uh, the scene where Bernard uh, walks over to Michael and Jin and Sawyer and he's like uh, asking about Rose and uh, you know he's like is she okay and they're like yeah yeah she's fine and like that acting uh, I I gotta look up the the name of the guy but the guy that plays Bernard that moment when he like gets the message that oh my god my wife is safe like the way that he like delivers that that moment it it gets me every time dude fucking makes me cry every fucking time i don't know what it is about bernard and rose but like they just uh uh they're just great yeah portrayed by sam anderson No, they 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 are awesome. They um, you know, they kind of like that that well, the couple you see, and they're so sweet to each other. And well, you know, Rose kind of gives Bernard a hard time here and there, but it's in like a you can tell it's in a loving manner. Yeah, and it's something that you aspire to have, you know, when you're that when you're that old. Yeah, I really liked um, like that scene was great. You know, like he gets the relief of knowing that his wife is safe and that little bit of like, Oh my God, like hope. And then at the same time, uh, Rose had already been down into the, uh, 
into the hatch at that point and she had seen like the pantry she was helping Hurley like ration out food um and she talked about Bernard having a sweet tooth having a mouth full of sweet teeth and so as he's getting the the you know as he's finding out that his wife is safe and alive and that he's going to be able to see her soon they cut back to Bern- uh, they cut back to Rose on the beach and she's actually holding one of the candy bars from the hatch and she like tucks it aside like thinking like oh when he gets back I'm going to give him this candy bar and uh mm-hmm. goddamn dude so so beautiful so sweet it just i don't know lost doesn't do lost does like sentimentality better than any other show like lost will make you cry about shit that's stupid you shouldn't cry about it's yeah. like oh my god she has a candy bar <laughs> oh no and you just start weeping it's like that doesn't make sense man like <laughs> why no lost does a really good job of uh getting you emotional oh it gets you very 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 their character development is some of the best i've ever seen in any tv show i've ever watched and it gets you so emotionally invested in these characters that like every little thing that happens you're like no why yeah. or you're like oh that's awesome yeah i was totally it's, rooting for you they, they they're such a talented team like everybody together is able to like really pull that stuff out i always look at um like a scene that's like that that it shouldn't have it shouldn't have as much of a personal impact but it's the way that the characters are set up and the way that the you know Matthew Fox is a terrific actor but the uh it's the scene where Sawyer it's actually at the end of the first season but Sawyer reveals that he had met Jack's father and he relays all of the stuff that Jack's father, Christian, had wanted to say to his son, but never had the opportunity to. Mm-hmm. And I think that because Jack and Sawyer have been kind of antagonistic to each other up until that point, um, you know, it really, like, it's a good character moment for Sawyer because it's like, look at him doing, like, a kindness, you know? And, and I think that it's so out of left field for Jack and it's obviously about a sensitive subject that it like really like gets him super emotional, but he doesn't want to show it in front of Sawyer because he is kind of antagonistic towards him. Mm-hmm. And that scene is one of those ones where like you watch it and it like shakes you like to your core, like the, the, the way that Sawyer just like coolly delivers like Jack's father's like dying words mm-hmm. Uh and the way that Jack has to try to, like, take them in and stuff them down before he has, like, a full-on breakdown in front of somebody that he doesn't think of as a friend. Uh, like, fuck. Like, what a great dynamic. What a fucking unbelievable scene. And this show is, it's fucking full of them. It, they, just, they just stack them over and over and over again. Fucking incredible writing. Mm-hmm. So good. And then you got that same guy... Who, uh, who catches Hurley sneaking ranch in the second season. And he's like, hey, man, you know, if you, like, just help me find this frog, I won't say anything. And you're like, okay, like, they're going to bond over finding this frog, and it's going to be great. And then they find the frog, and they have this nice tender moment, and Hurley's like, you know what, man, let me just take the frog. I'll take the frog. I'll go let him go. And then Sawyer's like, yeah, that's one way to do it. And then just crushes the frog in his hand. And you're like, you motherfucker. I was like, just, you know, you want to be... Sawyer, we get it. You're edgy. Yeah. 
Yeah. You're tough. You have no heart. But yeah. come on, man. The frog. The frog. Well, it's interesting because the uh, it's funny because he chases that boar in the first season. And then ultimately finds that he doesn't have it in him to do anything mm-hmm. to the boar. He just like, it's just a stupid boar and he like lets it go. And then this time it's kind of a similar situation. There's an animal that's driving him nuts and he eventually gets it in the palm of his hand and he fucking destroys it, you know? Mm-hmm. It's a little bit of like a, I don't know if it would, I don't know if you feel like it's character development, but it definitely feels like the strange complexity of, uh, of humans, you know, like on one day we might do this on another day. We might do the exact opposite, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. So the other thing with the smoke monster and I don't, it's not really become clear just yet, but I mean, there's, there's enough of it in this season that I feel like we should probably bring it up. Uh, the black horse that Kate sees, uh, in the jungle. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the, I, I would, I would guess the, uh, I would guess the, the ghostly image of Walt that Shannon sees in the jungle, um, Yemi, Echo's brother, um, yeah, there's, there's enough of it in this season that I feel like we should bring it up, uh, these are all characters from people's pasts, right? There's all, like, things from people's pasts, and uh, that plays into kind of the smoke monster and his abilities as well. So it's like he's scanning people's minds and then actually able to manifest as those things that people have uh, in their heads. Right, and then use it against him, or use him use him to do whatever he wants. Yeah, and you can even go back further and be like, well, Christian Shepherd, episode five of the first season, you know, like that could have been Smokey as well. I was uh, gonna say, yeah, Jack's dad. That's yeah. it's got to be. Yeah. Um. Really cool villain, like a really cool villain. When you think of that power set and his abilities, you're like, all right, like that's kind of badass you're like a like an x-men villain or something you know <laughs> you fucking, yeah you know shapeshift and read people's minds it's a powerful well, combo and its ability to to make you feel very comfortable like it has the way the way it moves it can come off very docile yeah and then it just on a on a whim just boom just brutally yeah brutally murder somebody yeah like yeah. it does not hold back it starts ripping trees out of the fucking ground it's crazy dude i i honestly i mean i love i love what they're doing with building up the smoke monster i cannot mm-hmm. fucking wait to talk about season five and season six when like <laughs> we really get to like understand what it is um and like it actually takes on like a more physical form. I won't say what physical form, but like when that switch happens, uh, it's fucking incredible. And again, another case of an actor taking on a part like that and just like slaughtering the role. Like all of mm-hmm. these, all of these people 
are in this show just doing the best work that they are going to do in their entire careers. Like they're never, it's amazing. They're never going to be better than this. And, and I'm, it's not a slight against them. It's just that all of them at this particular time with this particular writing team, with all of these stars in alignment, they are just firing on all cylinders. They're so fucking good. They're, they're incredible. Yeah, hopefully we survive long enough on this island to talk about these later seasons. Well, I'm out of pretzels, and that makes me a little bit nervous. Right. But anyways, what did you think of Mr. Echo? <laughs> He's another one of my favorite characters. I like Mr. Echo. His, him and his Jesus stick? Yeah. yeah. Dude, you can do damage with that thing. Oh, my God. I like the misdirect early on where... Like, you know, the end of last season, Walt obviously gets kidnapped by the others uh, out on the boat. I got to bring something up that I hadn't really considered before, and now I can't stop thinking about it. It makes me, like, laugh a lot. But before I do that, uh, (laughs) so Walt got kidnapped by the others, and uh, Mike, and they blew up the raft that they spent fucking, like, ten episodes of the first season building. They fucking blew it up. And now Michael and Sawyer are adrift and they eventually at the end of that episode come to shore and they hear Jin yelling and he comes out of the jungle all tied up and collapses in front of them and he just keeps saying others, 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 others. Mm-hmm. They do that fucking that shot reveal of like the, the silhouettes coming up over like the like the rise on the beach. Mm-hmm. fucking terrifying dude there's like one standing there that has like this big club that has fucking nails sticking out of it and then there's obviously like Mr. Echo is this like fucking looming towering man you know mm. and uh I remember seeing that the first time and I was like holy fucking shit they're gonna get eaten like I was like it's like cannibals, uh, cannibals. Yeah. it's gonna be fucking horrifying I don't know what's gonna happen and I, I like that misdirect where like we initially see you know, members of the tail section and think like these are what the others are. And we're like, they're fucking like savage barbarians and like all hell's going to break loose. And then it's like, no, they're just other people that were on the plane with you. Relax. You know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I thought that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Even, like, they do the, the, they do when they, when they capture Jin and they have him like tied up and blindfolded echo, like pulls the blindfold off of him. And just the look on Jin's face like, like looking at Echo would be like, "Oh fuck, I'm fucked. I'm fucked. I'm gonna die." You know, look on his face like this is bad news. This is a bad place to be. Yeah, um, yeah. I thought that was cool. There's a lot of stuff on the tail section side of the story that I really liked. Um, even the red herring uh, with uh, Nathan. Uh, Nathan is somebody that's claiming to be on the plane. But everybody's like, we didn't see him, blah, blah, blah. And us as an audience, we all remember Ethan from the first season. So we're like, Ethan, Nathan. Not only that, but they vaguely look alike, you know. And, you know, and they, they eventually ask him, like, where he's from. And he says he's from Canada, which was also Ethan's story. I was from Canada. And it's such a good red herring because... In retrospect, it's like, no, like, yeah, he was a guy named Nathan that happened to be from Canada. Is that that fucking weird? Like, it's not really that strange. Uh, 
and I thought it was kind of like there's a lot of there's the, all of that stuff. There's good misdirections, like uh, Jin finds a body out in the jungle when he's with Mister Echo, and uh, he's looking down at it in like horror. There's like a fucking stake driven through it, and he looks up at Echo, and Echo's like his name was Goodwin, and then. Jin looks back at the body and then looks back at him and he's like, others? And Mr. Echo just nods. And you're like, oh my god, Goodwin got killed by the others. And it's like, you can read it the other way, which is what it turns out to be. Mm-hmm. It's not the immediate thing that you think. It turns out that Goodwin was another. Yeah. You know? So it's like, either way you read that scene works. You know, like it tells a different story, but either way is alright. Um, so yeah, like the whole Nathan arc where Anna Lucia like traps him in a in a pit and basically he's gonna like starve him out and torture him to figure out if he's you know if he's one of these others uh, comes to an end with Goodwin breaking his neck and like making it look like he's disappeared. Um, I thought that was cool, man. Like I I, I like what they're doing with the others. Uh, you know, developing it from these boogeyman creatures to these, like, now we're actually having these, like, slight encounters with them every now and again. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, Goodwin's yeah. a great example, and then also Tom, uh, Mr. Friendly, with the big beard. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> yeah. I well, like Tom. this is... Yeah, I like Tom, too. He's funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is where they started taking people. Yeah. At night, right? This is, Yeah, this is it. Yeah, and the uh, in like during the like on the tail section side of the island, they have it's much more aggressive with the tailies, and I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Like on our side, it was like Ethan infiltrated the group and he quietly gathered intel, and the only person that ever really got taken was Walt, that one. But uh-huh. on the tail section, it's a fucking horror show. They took like. They they landed with twenty three people and they wound up with like, what five, five or six making it back to the main camp. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe because there was less people, there was easier to kind of separate them. You know, could be. Yeah. Um, I wanted to bring up though, you know, Mister Friendly with the big beard, big white mm-hmm. beard, and then the idea of uh, when Goodwin. <laughs> When Goodwin and Anna Lucia are talking, uh, they talk about the list because they, they got, one of the people that came to abduct people in the middle of the night dropped a list, and it had a list of the names of the people that they were abducting. And then when Anna Lucia is talking to Goodwin about it, she says, she says, uh, she's asking questions about, you know, why are some people on the list and some people aren't, and Goodwin says. Well, because the people that aren't are not good people, right? And also in the very, the the secret coded message that Desmond asks Locke when Locke goes down into the hatch was, what did one snowman say to the other snowman? And, you know, the solution to that is, uh, smells like carrots, you know? I was like, oh, ha, 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 right? But I'm like, snowman, there's a list of people that are good and then this big jolly man with a big white beard, and I'm like, "Is this the North Pole?" Like, I had never thought about it before, but I'm watching this this season now, 
And I'm like, dude, all of these things line up to where somebody could have had a really bizarre, far-out theory that Mr. Friendly is actually Santa Claus. Mm -hmm. The island is in the future where, like, global warming ravaged the North Pole. The others are actually elves. You know what I mean? <laughs> all these fucking things. They're like, there's the fucking one, polar bears. There's fucking I was going to say, the one remaining polar bear. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm like, it's weird. It's really strange. They don't go that way, but it's funny how much of that shit could be planted in there that early, you know? Mm-hmm. What would you have thought if it turned out that Mr. Friendly was Santa Claus? Would you have been down? Um. <laughs> That's a tough question to answer. <laughs> Could you imagine if the twist of the show was that this used to be the North Pole? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the fuck show is this? This is so crazy. This is so crazy. The smoke monster is Rudolph. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Just years up and up of people just shutting him out. Dude, <laughs> I... Can't play enough reindeer games. And he's like, oh, yeah? Yeah, watch this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot of stuff, though, where I'm like, man, like, you could, you could probably have built a pretty compelling theory that this was all about the North Pole and Santa Claus and Christmas traditions, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know how I would have felt. It would have been a very, very drastic shift in tone. Where you were, like, you're buying into the drama and everything. And, like, I don't know. All of a sudden realizing that it's just, like, a like a Christmas television show would be fucking wild. Yeah. <laughs> I would have respected the fuck out of it, though. I would have been like, all right, like, you got me. You got me. I thought you were making a show show, but you're making a Christmas show. It's different, you know? Right? <sighs> be a bold move. It would, dude. You wouldn't. You would not have been able to craft a better twist than that. You know. It turns out mm -hmm. that the plane crashed because Santa drove his sleigh through it. It was like a like he was he was practicing with the sleigh and he just fucking like boom hit the plane. They all fucking crashed. He's like, oh fuck. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Would have changed things, but it would have been fucking awesome. Yeah. It would have been, been great. Think about all the, like, the magnetism on the island, and then, like, the North Pole is so named because of, you know, magnets. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's like what I was the, thinking, too, yeah. The northern polarity. So it's like, I don't know, man. That's so much fucking shit that, like, you could really build up a, a crazy theory out of it. It's bizarre. I don't know why. I don't know if they realized they were doing it, you know? But it's so much. Even, like, Desmond eventually starts talking about this is this place is a snow globe. Mm -hmm. Like we're trapped in it. It's like it's weird. It's very strange. It's Lots lot of, of references. Shit. Yeah, a lot of Christmas shit. Yeah. I mean, lock opening the box, like opening the the hatch, is like opening a present or something. Or... Mm hmm. I don't know. I don't know, man. Some shit going on. <sighs> um. I mean, you know, if we're talking about others. We talk about Mr. Friendly, you know, we talk about Goodwin, talk about Ethan on the last show dealing with Lost. Mm -hmm. I think we got to talk about a man by the name of Henry, Henry Gale. Henry Gale. Yeah. Dude, so good. All right. Oh. So the introduction to him, uh, Russo, she captures him in um, one of her traps and she brings over Saeed. And well, she's out stalking to Saeed, and she he can hear this man screaming. So he huh. runs over to him, and he's like, "What are you doing?" And she's like, "He's one of the others. Don't 
you know, don't release him. Don't do it. Don't do it. And he's like, oh, I'm going to do it anyway. So he does it. And she's like, you're making a big mistake. And like, you know, it it brings us along the ride with Saeed of like, is this guy an other or is he who he says he is? Because, you know, as we know, Saeed has a background in the military. He was a torturer. So he's like, if I need to get information out of this guy, you know, I know how to do it, which is not his preferential uh, route to go. But yeah. Eventually, it leads there. Um, yeah, it does. <laughs> but, yeah, <laughs> so it's fucking he, horrifying, right? <sighs> but he, you know, this Henry Gale guy has his story down pat. Yep. Any question they have, he answers it, and then some. You know, uh-huh. so that's adding details you wouldn't normally even think to if you were lying. Like, right. you know, who's your wife? This. Would you meet? You know, this and that. Oh, oh which barrier? Uh, uh, you know? Yeah. How deep? How deep? <laughs> yeah. And that's actually, it winds up being early on in this season, like when the tail section survivors are bringing, are, are going to join our survivors. Uh, they actually accidentally kill Shannon. That's like the big character death of season two is Shannon. Um, mm-hmm. Weird that brother and sister go out like together more or less like they're the first two to go um yeah but that like actually winds up being the sticking point with uh saeed during that interrogation is him being like how many like how deep did you bury her and like you know henry gale being like i don't i don't remember and saeed would be like if you loved her if you really loved her you'd remember every handful of dirt you know and like that's what really sets him off and like what kicks off the uh intense fucking beating that henry gale gets mm-hmm. there's a lot going on there too because you got you know uh, saeed and, and john john Locke understand what needs to be done to get the answers they need and you know jack they know jack's not going to be okay with that so they devise this plan to get saeed time alone in this locked room with henry henry gale himself and Jack starts freaking out. Uh, Locke changed the code. Yeah. And then the the numbers and the computer, the, it starts going down. And Jack's like, you know what? Hey, you know, give me the code. Open that door. Or we're going to oh. let that thing go. Oh, dude. Dude. It's intense on both ass and, and both ends of that because you got this. They built that up like, hey, you got to put the numbers. Got to put the numbers. Like, yeah. you know, and it's not the the kindest sounding alarm <laughs> going towards yeah. the end. The countdown there. Beep. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, dude, Matthew Fox, he really is like he's just so fucking phenomenal. Like the look in his eye as lock is being like you wouldn't and like like jack's just like i wouldn't like are you are you fucking sure you know yeah. like you just see in his eyes and it's like fucking try me i will fucking blow this place down i don't care you know i need to get into that room i need to stop saeed from killing this fucking guy um, right yeah <laughs> incredible uh one of my favorite bits with henry gale <clears throat> comes when he's actually drawn a map that Saeed, Anna Lucia, and Charlie are going to use to go out and try to verify his story. There should mm-hmm. be a hot air balloon. There should be a grave with his wife's body in it. Um, all of that stuff, right? But they did it, like, unbeknownst to Jack and John, I think, right? They didn't tell him what they were doing. Yeah, so, well, 
Said has a conversation with Charlie, and he's like, you know, um, they seem to have forgot. And like, forgot what? And he just forgot that they hung you up by a tree and left you to die. And he's like, have you forgotten, Charlie? Yeah. You know? Yeah. It makes it personal motivation. for him. Yeah. Um, so, but Ben, like, sorry. <laughs> Spoilers. Uh, Henry, <laughs> Henry Gale. Ben, Benry? Benry, you ben, gotta say Benry. I get it. Henry Gale. Uh, Henry Gale is like brought out into like the breakfast nook of the hatch and they give him cereal and he like starts talking about the map that he drew and like it's news to John and Jack who obviously would have been like no we need to all stick together like if we're gonna go and do that we should all go together all of this shit um but they did it like secret and uh like one of the best scenes of season two is Henry Gale just he just starts hypothetically talking and he's just like you know if I was who your friends think I am if I was like the leader of some group of antagonists to your people you know what I probably would have done is I probably would have drawn a map that would have led them right to my people and then my people would have ambushed them and taken them prisoner. And then they would bring them back over here and then they would trade them for me. And like, you see Jack and John being like, holy fuck, holy fuck, holy fuck. <laughs> and then Henry Gale's like, it's a good thing I'm not that though, huh? Yeah. And then he's just like, do you got any milk? And you're yeah. like, what the fuck, dude? Like, it's so good. Just the way he lays it out. Like, Michael Emerson is a fucking treasure. He's such mm-hmm. a good actor. And, uh, goddamn. His, you know, his performance is Henry Gale. Uh, eventually, he... Uh, eventually, largely due to Michael, he's able to escape. And we don't see Henry Gale again until basically the finale. And in the finale, it's confirmed that we were indeed face to face with the leader of the others which mm-hmm. is pretty fucking pretty fucking awesome the fact that right. the leader of the others like you know went with them uh kind of like you know he like just think about like the leader of the others like went into enemy territory like got his ass beaten you know all this fucking shit and like i don't know he's he's just he's a fucking cool character man like he just will do whatever it takes to get the job done, you know? In that case, it well, was like he needed four people, you know? Mm-hmm. He needed Jack, and he needed Sawyer, he needed Kate, he needed Hurley, you know? And, uh, you know, through the course of... Through the course of everything that happened, I mean, I think it might have been an accident that he got captured. But the fact that he was able to keep his cool you know, get out of harm's way and wind up wind up completing the plan that they had originally thought of. It's pretty fucking incredible. Mm-hmm. You know. It's a very intense villain. And there's something about finding out afterwards that they had the like in their possession the leader of this other group there. It's chilling, man. It's the chill. She's like, Jesus, this whole time that was him? Yeah. Yeah, and he's such an unassuming guy, you know, mm-hmm. that you just wouldn't, you know. He's he's a great, like, Michael Emerson's a good actor, a great actor. Uh, 
this was one of the first things I saw him in. He was also Zed in uh, the first Saw movie, which I feel like Saw and Lost actually share some DNA in terms of the way that they're structured. Because it's like, here's yeah. a... Yeah, like, here's a thing that's happening now, and then, oh, look what happened earlier. Oh, and look how they're connected. And then, oh, my right. God, look, it's a puzzle. And then, oh, my God, look, it's all connected, you know? And then big surprise reveal, end of movie, you mm -hmm. know? Like, it feels similar to the way that Lost is structured, where you're yeah. constantly, you're seeing plot points happen in real time and then going backwards and seeing how they got to that point, you know? Um, yeah. So yeah, the fact that he was Zed in uh, in Saw, and it turned out that he actually wasn't the bad guy. We thought he was, mm -hmm. and it turns out he wasn't. And then this one, it's like, no, 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 he's he's the guy. Yeah, you know, he's he's definitely the bad one this time. Yeah. Well, as 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 he says to Michael, that they're they're the good guys. Yeah, we're the good guys, Michael. I like too. They're like everything is thought of on this show. So like lock scars. He has kind of like an Eye of Horus kind of thing going on. That's really cool. One of the things I always loved about Henry Gale, after he gets the shit kicked out of him, he has a, he has two splits on his lower lip. One is angled, is on the left side of his face, and it's angled down into the left. One's on the right side of his face, and it's angled down into the right. And it's mm -hmm. like he has, it's a snake tongue. It's the shape oh, yeah. of a snake tongue, and you're like, that yeah, guy yeah. has a fucking snake like you know yeah. <laughs> you should know look at his scars you know <laughs> it, i don't know how you notice these things i don't know man i i overanalyze everything like bad but the henry no, gale it's good <laughs> the, the henry gale snake uh snake cuts are fucking awesome mm -hmm. so smart so smart so smart that most people probably wouldn't pick up on it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's repetition. I think it's just you watch, you watch it over and over and over again. It's like so. Like once you understand what's going on, you start looking at that shit different, you know. Mm -hmm. But yeah, hang on, I'm gonna hold this up to you, and you'll be able to see what I'm talking about. Oh yeah! See, it's like it's so fucking cool. Mm -hmm. They're so smart, dude. They don't miss a fucking beat. Now, ever. is that like something you you see online too, where people notice that as well? Uh, I don't know if other people have. Uh, hang on, snake tongue. I guess I'd say. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there's lots of people that have talked about some of the meanings behind scars and different things like that that seem incidental but uh i don't i think that that was something that i i picked up uh on my own i don't think i ever i don't think i read that one oh yeah i don't doubt that you picked up on your own i just wasn't sure if it was something where like some some asshole on reddit was like hey hey i saw it too yeah trying to steal your thunder no i think that that's uh that that might be a me that might be a an original. That is a Ron B original. I was not saying yeah. Defada because they heard it at first, but no, that's all you, dude. I don't want to take any credit for that. Thank you. Ron B. Appreciate it. This is the type of in-depth analysis that you can only find if you're around me. But that comes with its own set of prices, too. 
You have to deal with my stench, which is the, you know, it's very Which has gotten better since we've been on the island, Ron. It's gotten better. Well, it's strange to say, but I'm bathing more here than anywhere else. I don't know why. You know, a lot of things have changed. Yeah. Since we've landed here. Like, for the better. I... You can hardly even tell that there's a pandemic going on on the ground, you know. But if it does get here, I think we should dig a hole in the ground and quarantine ourselves. Yeah, we should get we should get on that after this episode. Yeah, we we should more important things to tend to at the moment. Yeah. Um, Talking about the Swan Station, basically the Swan Station is the hatch um, that has the computer that you get a press and everything. they both introduce that concept and they like it be, it becomes a major sticking point in the second half of this season is is the swan station actually what it says it is like we know you pressing the button releases some type of energy and you know there's supposedly a consequence to that but then Locke and Echo find another station on the island called the Pearl and they say that it's bullshit. They say that it's basically a psychological experiment for the people in the Swan Station. And you're like, oh my god, like, it's not real. And uh, going into the finale, you don't really know one way or the other uh, if it's going to be that the Swan Station actually is a real thing or if it's, you know, a fake psychological experiment. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really like the structure of the finale because you, uh, you're you basically seeing, you know, Desmond's history at the hatch and what, you know, how Desmond got there and meeting Calvin Inman and, you know, pressing the button over and over and all this stuff. And then right before... Uh, right before you actually find out that like there actually is consequences to not pressing the button, they show they have, you know, Jack and Locke, uh, no, sorry, Jack and Kate and Hurley and Sawyer with Michael, because Michael is basically taking the four of them to get his son back, like give mm-hmm. them to the others to get his son back. While they're on their way, they find a field. And it's full of canisters that came up from like a like a banking tube, like one of those pneumatic tubes. And they open the canisters and it's notebooks of this is what the people were doing in the hatch. And it's like, oh, my God, like it, you realize that these notebooks are from the Pearl Station. And the Pearl Station is supposed to be just writing down what everybody's doing in the hatch and sending it so that it can be analyzed or whatever, but all of those notebooks are just winding up in a field. So yeah. <laughs> once you see that, you're like, holy shit, no, the Pearl Station is the psychological research station because they just want to see how long they can get somebody to sit there and record every single thing that happens in the Swan. And then you're like, holy shit, the Swan Station must be real. And then like within minutes, you're seeing like, it is real. You don't press the button. Crazy shit happens. And actually the last time that the button wasn't pressed, it pulled the fucking plane that they were traveling in out of the fucking sky. So crazy, dude. 
that reveal, man. Oh. Desmond's like, wait a second, wait a second. Wait a, what was the date? What was the date? And Locke's like, uh, 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 September twenty second. He's like, I, I, I think I crashed your plane, brother. <laughs> <laughs> so good, dude. Dude, you would never like it. It fits. You know what I mean? It fits perfectly, and, like, we've been dealing with the idea that there's some magnetic anomaly on the island since the first season, because remember, at one point, Saeed stops Jack and is like, which way is north? And uh, this is, like, way early in the first season. He's like, which way is north? And Jack is like, uh, let's see, the sun rose there, so that's north. And Saeed's like, yes, that's north. Look at the compass. And you're like, it's off like like a full like 45 degrees from what it should be. Mm-hmm. And you realize that the compass is just pointing to the hatch. Like the compass is just pointing to the swan station. So like we've been dealing with the idea that like magnetism is this big fucking feature of the island this entire time. And like the fact that they did the whole first season and all of the second season really before anybody like i don't feel like i ever considered the idea that the plane was ripped apart in midair by magnets you know what i mean like i never came to that conclusion i don't know if anybody else did but like they like they they give you these disparate elements that seem like they can't possibly be related and then it's like no like that totally fucking makes sense like of course you know it's it's amazing it's amazing like the the way that this this thing is put together it really is like this grand puzzle this mm-hmm. perfect design that they're building up you know um yeah that's a very eventful finale uh mm-hmm. a lot of fucking shit coming to a head uh the uh the four four of our people jack kate sawyer Hurley, all being delivered to the others um michael getting his son back, having basically become like a double agent for the others in order to ensure the safety of his kid. Um, Locke refusing to press the button and causing like a huge, a huge meltdown situation in the hatch. Um, the sky turning fucking purple, which is like why, like, a, I don't know. There's so much shit going on, like all at once. Mm-hmm. It's one of the more uh, one of the more intense finales. A lot of ground covered in it. Yeah, uh, I think that uh, I do think though that, and I don't know if you feel the same, but quite a bit of this season is built up, and then the air gets let out of it. So like we buy into Anna Lucia as a character and then she's gone. You know, Libby is gone. Basically, like, they introduced this entire plot of, like, the tail section of the plane and ultimately out of that, we get Mr. Echo for a couple more episodes because he makes, you know, he bows out of the series in the early part of season three, so just Mm -hmm. around the corner. And the only other character is Bernard that makes the leap from the tail section to becoming more of like a regular on our side of the island. So there are elements here where I feel like 
it almost is like wasted time because it's like, okay, well, you're telling us these stories, but these stories aren't actually going to go anywhere. Um, so in that sense, part of season, part, part of my feelings towards season two, it's a sense that it almost is a lot, a lot to do about nothing, you know? Like, there's, there's quite a bit of it that you could cut out of the show entirely and nothing would change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I still appreciate those things. Yeah. You know? Like, of their own merits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, um... You know, we'll talk... When, when, like, when we get into Season 3, we'll talk about Mr. Echo and what happened. Um, but I know that... They had greater, grander plans and ambitions for some of those characters, and then uh, real-life events kind of prevented them from uh, from fully coming to fruition on the show. So, mm-hmm. uh, kind of wild. Yeah. But overall, yeah. man, I, I feel like the second season just, like, you know, they kept the momentum, you know? You know, it's funny. Libby's death was one of the few like TV moments that actually made me tear up. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Because and you I mean, love I, early so much. Yeah. That's it. Well, that, cared about her. that is exactly it. I like yeah. Libby as a character, but yeah. just enjoying Hurley and the innocence yeah. of Hurley, the sweetness of Hurley and what yeah. he lost <laughs> yeah. got to me, man. I was like, Oh no. And the fact that it was just like, it shouldn't have happened, you know? No. Could Totally avoidable. That, that, uh, that whole plot point about Michael being turned, I felt like was very well done. I felt like that whole that whole arc for that character was really fascinating. And also, I think I'm really I'm really uh, intrigued by these stories about people that um, you know, when somebody says I'll do anything for you, you know, and then you go okay, and then you like start thinking about what that really means. Uh, Mm -hmm. And it's fucking horrifying, you Mm -hmm. know? So you have Michael, who basically has, like, vowed, I'm going to take care of my son, no matter the cost. And then you find out that there really isn't a limit to that. Like, if he has to kill some people to get what he wants, he'll fucking do it. And uh, that, you know, it's it's, it's interesting. It feels like, I feel like the first season of this show is about is like the light side, you know, it's about like people working together and finding hope, you know, and trying to build things up, you know, and protect each other. And the second season, of this show is the, the inverse is the dark side where it's mm-hmm. like, this is how things fall apart, you know? And I feel like Michael's arc, his fall from grace, from being the guy that I'm going to, you know, nobody, everybody else is trying to sit around, figure out how to make, how to create like a trough so we can have fresh water uh, or setting up a garden and everything. Like we've all just become comfortable with the idea of staying here. I'm going to be the guy that's going to build a raft and I'm going to go and I'm going to find help and I'm going to bring it back. I'm going to save all these people. And then Mm. like the fact that that guy goes from, I'm going to save everyone to being like, I don't care if I have to hurt people, kill people, whatever I have to do to save my son. That yep. singular, that single-minded focus on just my son, which is understandable. Like, if you're a parent, I, that must change the way that you look at things, you know? Mm-hmm. But it is very... 
it's very intense. It's very well acted. And I like the fact that Michael and Walt at the end of this show, at the end of this season are going to leave and we're not going to see them for some time. <laughs> like they really exit the show uh, for quite a while. Yeah. Well, yeah. like their relationship, that whole idea you talk about, like, you know, you'll do anything for your kid that um, applies to an episode that we pre-recorded. I think that actually that was scheduled to go last week. The oh, lie. yeah. The lie. Remember we did that? Yeah, we did the lie uh, two weeks ago, uh, which if we're, if, we're, if we're being clear here, two weeks ago it would have been September 10th-ish, roughly, and that would have been... Would that have been before the lie came out? No. How does time work out? How does time work? No, this is out. Uh, it hasn't seemed to be going the way it usually does since we've landed, so I'm not honestly too sure about that. But We talked about the election anyway. results in one of the episodes we pre-recorded, and that hasn't happened because it's still – it's like early October. Well, you know what, man? I think you're just letting everybody know that something's up and that we're actually the smoke monsters. So we just got to, like, we'll edit that part out. Okay. And we'll just go on like nothing ever happened. Maybe they won't notice. Well, I mean, we won't we won't preclude time travel from being a part of WT Fada as a show. I mean, it could it could theoretically be something that we deal with on this show eventually. Totally. Anything is possible. Anything at all. Do you have anything else that you want to talk about with uh, Lost Season 2? I feel like we really hit the broad strokes, but, I mean, there's so much shit to unpack in Lost. It's very difficult. Even if we were going episode by episode with this show, I still feel like we'd be, like, you know, recording, recording, Dude, never capturing so much, everything. You so know? much. Yeah. Um... <sighs> I don't know. I think um, Jack, Jack's surgery uh, to fix that. What was the name? I forget her name. That woman's back. Um, um, who was supposed to be paralyzed. Sarah, yeah. Who ends up being his wife, right? If I yep. uh, quickly, I'm sorry. I had to like, jump around with a lot of these episodes just to get like a general thing on. Yeah, no, Tough to go through the whole season. But um, I think that that's an important moment. Yeah. You know, for someone like Jack who... You know, him and his dad kind of went through that. He's like, you know, your her spine is crushed. He's like, you're probably never going to walk again. He's just straight up and he's honest. And yeah. Jack's father's, you know, even if there's a 99% chance they're never going to walk again, you know, you still got to give them that hope. Yeah. You know, people still appreciate that 1% of hope there. And he's like, that would be false. You know, he's very like, yeah. Jack's like, it needs to be done this way. I'm a man of science. 90% chance, like, there's no fucking way. And then, yeah. turns out, he actually successfully gets her feeling back in her legs. Dude, another another moment with Matthew Fox just, like, fucking killing that performance. Like, he's... Mm -hmm. I don't understand how that guy isn't in more things now. Like, I don't get it. I just don't. He's so fucking good. I mean, all of them are great. Everybody mm -hmm. on the show is great. But Matthew Fox is unbelievable. Did you feel different about Christian this season too? Like, did you have a different feeling towards him? He has his redeeming moments, right? 
he feels like softer or something this season. Like mm-hmm. he was, there was a lot of times in the first season where it was just like, he is just the hardest, most like vicious guy. And I don't know if like, we're seeing more of him before he started like really hitting the drink heavy and mm-hmm. that maybe that's playing a part in, you know, why he seems a little bit better, but, uh, like, holy shit, man. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Just a totally different kind of guy. You know, those moments where he's like, he's like, you know, people still need to have hope and all that stuff. It's like a far cry from like him telling Jack that you don't have what it takes, you know, all this shit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But again, I think that like that's something that I appreciate is we are messy. Like human beings are messy. And I think that we can think one thing and do another often and i feel like sometimes writers will get a little bit too regimented about like well this is how they feel and it's static like this is how they feel this is how they feel but it's like you feel That's different not real day life to day. at all no yeah so i i really cherish those inconsistencies like you know christian can be this overbearing you know nasty son of a bitch and then also can say things like you know people deserve to have hope you Mm -hmm. know what i mean like in both of those things can be a part of somebody that's a much more complex character than what some writers would have you believe you know right i think that's one of the things that's special about like loss is loss is great for so many reasons but not the least of which is just that they uh they really embrace uh how complex and layered and nuanced human beings are you know mm-hmm. um but yeah i don't know i feel like i uh i'm tapped out i feel like i talked about everything that i i really want to yeah same good it's so tough like you said to go episode <sighs> episode would be just doing recording for hours and hours and there's just so much to the show but it, you know it's it's really nice to be able to revisit these seasons mm-hmm. and be reminded of the show that fucking jesus dude i changed our lives really did yeah like not I mean, even exaggerating yeah it changed the way that i that i i watch television watch movies it changed the way that i i interface with any work of fiction you know, it, it completely, it changed the way that I think about story, which, you know, this is one podcast, but like I do what's the story with Kayla Kennedy. It's because I love story so much. And I think that part of the reason I love story as much as I do is this show. It's, it really is an amazing, it's an amazing feat. It's an incredible, mm-hmm. incredible thing that they, that they managed to build and uh, forever grateful forever grateful to it and forever astounded by it doesn't matter how many times i watch it it still gets me choked up yeah never ends never ends still has emotional weight you know like i was saying about the bernard rose thing i was watching that the other night and i was just like i can't believe how fucking just beautiful that that scene is and the way it's paired off with rose's scene of her with the candy bar that she's saving for when she sees her husband again because he has a mouthful of sweet teeth. 
It's ridiculous. It's ridiculously mm-hmm. sweet. And, uh, you know, the show is just stacked with those moments, you know, really wonderful. <sighs> I feel like we did it. Yeah, I think we're done. I think yeah. it's I think it's time that we go focus on like building a shelter, something like that. You know what sucks you know? though? I, I'm like a little bit upset because I feel like, you know, it was it was nice to get my mind off of the whole like island stuff and like survival and all of that. But <clears throat> now I'm kind of sad. Full disclosure: my phone's like on like five percent battery, and I feel like it's gonna die. And this is just going to sit on the phone and no one's ever going to hear it. And I, I don't know what to do about that. It, it, it's depressing. Well, let's go, um, you know, let's go look for a hatch. Well, you want to know something weird? Sure. I've been trying to figure out why there's a there's a doorknob on that rock over there. What, this one behind me? Yeah, look at the... Do you see that? Oh, yeah, look at that. I don't know what that... Like, is it just a doorknob, or... Only one way to find out. Well, touch it. Is it... Does it twist? I don't want to touch it yet. Did... Did... Did you just open it? No. Okay. Yeah, well, maybe you should go over there and I'll just further inspect inspect this. Okay. Yeah. Because if we go. go down there, they might have something, like, if this is, like, a thing, we might be able to, like, send the podcast out. Like, maybe there's internet or, like, a Wi-Fi or something. Maybe, but if, you know, if there's internet or Wi-Fi, I'm going to need a few minutes on my own with that. So, you got like, you know, go do your thing and I'll... I'll inspect this. I, I got to make sure it's safe. Okay, well, just we'll find out though if it does though, because I do want to. And if there's a charger or something, because if there's a charger, if there's a charger, we should pre-record some more episodes, because we don't know if you know it, w- it would be it wouldn't be a bad idea. We're going to get busy trying to build a shelter out of you know sticks and coconuts and stuff, and I feel like it would make sense to you know just pre-record some more. So after you're done, you know. Uh, masturbating or whatever. <laughs> if you could just check to see if there's a charger, and then we can we can do more of these before we have to build stuff. Perfect. Okay. Agreed. So let's do that. Anyways, hopefully you guys can listen to this, and hopefully the the world off off the island is still good, and you know, um, hope that COVID's getting better. And uh, yeah, so just uh, thank you. For listening, yeah. if you if you can listen to this, take all the care in the world, guys. Yeah, and we'll be back. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Bye. Bye. Well, boy, that was fun. Um, next week is a very special one for WT Fada, episode sixty nine. I won't tell you what we have planned, but it is going to be an extra special episode. So, be sure to listen.
Hey, do you want more WT Fodder throughout the week? If so, head on over to Instagram and give us a follow at WTFodder underscore podcast. There, we post updates about episodes as well as news stories. Usually movies, sometimes just odd. Um, Yeah, stay connected and enjoy the show.